welcome to the Unleashing Sister Saints podcast with Susan Madsen. One thing that continues to surprise me is thousands of amazing and gifted women that I've personally met through the years who have no clue how remarkable they are. Yet we know that everyone born on this earth is unlike anyone else. Each is a unique, gifted, extraordinary woman who is distinct from every individual throughout the history of the world that's been born on this earth. In fact, historians believe that over 100 billion people have lived on this earth. That's a lot of people. Yet I have found that most girls and women struggle to see their distinct uniqueness and how they can use their combination of strengths in ways no one else can. So we must remember that our heavenly parents made each of us very different on purpose to serve and impact in distinct ways. Because of this, I believe that God needs each of us to do our part to strengthen his church and to bring more souls to him. To effectively prepare to influence and lead, each of us needs to become more aware of our gifts, talents, and strengths. In this episode, I want to begin by defining and providing examples of each of these terms. I will then offer some background on how each of us is unique, and then I'll continue in the next episode with some other elements of this topic. I love this quote from former General Release Society President Gene Bingham. Know that your Heavenly Father will provide all that you need to become extraordinary as a daughter of God. The wonder of his heavenly economy is that every single one of us can be spectacular because of our unique bundle of talents and abilities. Unlike the world, in his kingdom, there is no winner's platform that only has room for one or two. Each of his daughters has been taught and prepared and gifted premortally with marvelous potential to become a queen in the celestial kingdom. And here's another quote that I really like from former young women president Elaine Dalton. And she wrote one time, you and I have been prepared and reserved to be here on earth now, uniquely positioned in time and place to make a difference, to contribute and lead in such a way that our righteous influence will change the world. I know it is possible. Our opportunities for leadership and service are not only in our families, our neighborhoods, our communities, and in the church, but in the world as well. Each of us came to earth with gifts and talents to help us accomplish our part. So when I speak about these topics, I generally use three words, gifts, talents, and strengths. You've heard me do that a few times. I do this because I not only want to cover my bases, but I also believe that even though there's overlap, each of these words has its own distinct meaning. So first, a gift. A gift in this context is something that is given to us either from God or from someone responsible for us like our parents. Gifts are special capacities or capabilities or opportunities that are bestowed upon us without being earned or without any particular effort on our part. These can include talents, I'll talk about that next, tender mercies and specific blessings, the atonement and plan of happiness, or even circumstances in which we find ourselves. For example, a gift could include having a loving and supportive family, parents. Many people don't have that. Being able to grow up in a safe, enriching environment, being involved in extracurricular activities, or even being put into difficult circumstances that provide opportunities to learn and grow. Honestly, 
I think one of our biggest challenges is identifying and recognizing gifts that we have been given. Some may call this privilege. If we are not consciously aware, we won't effectively harness the benefits that come with these gifts and what they can provide to propel us forward in our preparation to lead. Second, talents. Talents are natural abilities that are innate within us. We are each born with certain capacities that are natural ways of thinking and feeling or behaving that can be developed into strengths. Do you remember the parable of the talents in Matthew 25? A man gave five talents to one servant, two to another, and one to the last. Then Jesus Christ taught that we should develop and use our talents, not hide or ignore them because we don't feel like we have enough talents. This is so true. Now, talents can include skills like playing the piano, speaking in public, being a top athlete, or excelling as the lead in a school play. However, talents can also include attributes such as kindness, courage, responsibility, dependability, positivity, boldness, inclusivity, empathy, compassion, attentiveness, assertiveness, and resilience. The problem is never that we don't have enough talents. The trouble is when we don't fully develop the ones God has given us. And then finally, Gallup, the creator of StrengthsFinder and Clifton Strengths for Students Assessments, has taught that a true strength must start with natural talents, and then it must be developed through the years. So turning talents into strengths takes learning, practice, and repetition. Talents only become strengths if we develop them by gaining related knowledge and skills. So knowledge comes from learning and skills can only be built through practice. Further, when we consider our strengths in tandem with recognizing our gifts and together, those strengths can become even more powerful leadership tools. So strengths can be developed from any of the talents and they can also include things like being a great listener, learner, critical thinker, among so many others. Importantly, we shouldn't feel discouraged that we lack certain strengths, even those we admire in others. No one does everything well. So you and I have been taught that we are daughters of heavenly parents who love us, but it's hard to envision how heavenly beings can really know who you and I are amongst the billions of people currently living on this planet, right? You are told that you have unique talents, gifts, and strengths, but I'm sure we all think, how is that possible? Although I'm not an expert on the human body, I have done extensive reading on this individual uniqueness concept. It is compelling information that has convinced me of our distinctiveness. So I'm going to get a little technical here, but listen in because it is worth it. The mystery is in what is called a synapse, which is a connection between two brain cells that enables neurons to communicate with each other. Your behavior depends on these synapses that form interconnections among neurons in your brain. Synaptic connections start being formed 42 days after you are conceived when you are still in the womb. In fact, you have about 100 billion when you were born. Now, about 60 days before you are born, your neurons attempt to communicate and make connections with each other. Whenever a successful connection is made, a synapse is formed. 
And by the age of three, each of your 100 billion neurons has formed 15,000 synaptic connections with other neurons. That's 15,000 times 100 billion neurons. Now, according to Gallup Strengths expert, your pattern of threads, extensive, intricate, and unique is woven. Because you cannot focus on all these connections, neglected ones start to break and you lose billions and billions of these synaptic connections. By the time you're 16, you have lost about half of this network. But that's okay because it needs to happen that way. After this, you can still form new connections if you need to learn how to cope with various circumstances. But for the most part, your mental network is formed. Now, God has made it so that we have a lot more initial connections than we will ever need, and that many can be overwhelming. Hence, we must reduce the noise and focus on some more of these connections than others. Our genetic makeup and early childhood experiences work together to make some connections easier and stronger. The ones we use more often become natural, while billions of connections we ignore drop off our radar. This whole process helps us grow up and become adults. In fact, because of this process, there is no way that any two people could ever be the same. With all these billions of neurons and synaptic connections being formed and withering away, influenced by our genetics and our experiences, each of us emerges in a distinctly talented and gifted individual who reacts to the world in our own unique way. Now, our heavenly parents know each of us, and I believe they delight in our differences and how the combination of our spirit, body, backgrounds, challenges, and opportunities all come together into the grand creation of you and me. As Sherry Dew wrote in her book, Women in the Priesthood, surely then our omniscient father gave his daughters the exact talents, gifts, privileges, responsibilities, opportunities, challenges, and divine errands we would need to help us stretch, struggle, serve, and eventually qualify for the gift of exaltation. And speaking specifically of the benefits of women together in the Relief Society, former first counselor in the Young Women General Presidency, Virginia Pierce, has said, unity depends on recognizing that each of us has different talents and strengths to contribute, different gifts, and that by uniting them, we function as a whole. This is so true. I'll continue this theme in the next episode. Remember that you can email me with your thoughts at UnleashingSisterSaints at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unleashing Sister Saints. This is Susan Madsen, and I'm devoted to unleashing the positive impact of Sister Saints on the world. Thank you.